as a servant leader, if we're not listening, we're not really serving. We can't hope to understand how to help people. Our followers become freer, wiser, more autonomous, healthier, unless we're listening to what they need and how they interact with us. On this episode of A Call to Leadership, we're continuing our conversation around servant leadership. Why it matters. Does it create a game changer? Is it effective enough for us to take notice and begin to take tools and resources from the servant leadership approach and add them to our leadership playbook? The last episode, we talked a lot about what servant leadership is, about Greenleaf's approach to servant leadership, and really identifying whether or not our followers are wiser, freer, more autonomous, healthier, more likely themselves to become servant leaders. That was his litmus test. And it's really compelling because who doesn't want their followers to become wiser, to become freer, to become more autonomous, to become healthier. And if you don't, then just think about the leader who does. The level of attraction to that worthwhile and achievable future state for your follower. Because I believe if we can help our followers to be just that, then they will ultimately pour much better and brighter and more tasty fruit, if you will, to our end user, our customer. So when we can help our followers, we can ultimately help those who we are called to serve in the marketplace. But not only in the marketplace, how about in our families? How about in our communities? Even in our faith matters. Servant leadership can resonate and take hold and influence all of those areas. But even talking about servant leadership, I think we need to even peel back further back than Robert Greenleaf. Because as far as Greenleaf goes, there are even more resonant sources to servant leadership that date far, far back and further back than Greenleaf. And one of those is Jesus. Of course, Jesus was a servant and he was a leader. And he taught to aim for greatness. And interestingly, when he taught to aim for greatness, it wasn't because people were wanting to serve. It was the opposite. His own followers were wanting to express their own command of power and prestige and position. And where Jesus said, you know, it's not really the route, not at least the route that I'm taking. He said it like this, if any one of you wants to be great, learn to serve. For the one who is greatest among you is the servant. So he looked at it like servant leadership was really the highest goal of aiming for greatness. And interestingly, he didn't even shun people or disparage people for desiring to be great. No, on the other hand, he just said, this is the path that I'm taking toward it. And it's a very attractive and compelling path. Because when you think about the implications for the servant leader, then you think about, wow, you know, this is an approach that perhaps I can get behind. So what are some of the tenets of servant leadership? Well, it's been said that servant leadership has many different attributes, but we're going to focus on one specific attribute each episode. And the first attribute we're going to talk about is the servant leader as a listener. 
And servant leaders are called to listen and understand that listening embodies so much more than just being available or present. It means being fully present. To listen to someone is to give them undivided attention. And really, it's a point of saying that you are valuable to me. You're so important that I am willing to give you my time so that I can listen to whatever it is that you have to say. And I'll have to be honest, I have not always been a great listener. In fact, with this crazy world we live in, with all the noise and all of the interruptions and distractions, I've had to quiet my mind to even begin to listen and try to take more of approach that's intentional toward listening. I even remember I used to, and believe me, this is like almost embarrassing to say it. I used to tell my wife that if you're going to tell me something important, you need to start with, Nate, I need your undivided attention. Now, just think about how much of a bonehead move that is, that you have to tell your spouse that whatever you say is not really that important to me. It's only important if you send a huge message and fire off the flares and say, this is important. I need your undivided attention. Of course, I've learned over time to mitigate that and to have a better approach. But that was my mindset. And I had to shift that mindset to really just calming and stopping to not only listen with my ear, but listen with my eyes, listen to body language, listen to what's going on, listen to myself. How am I responding to an individual? There's a lot of listening going on that's just beyond just pointing my ear at someone. But there's tremendous value when someone is given your undivided attention. In fact, I've got a friend who is an amazing listener. I think most of us can point to someone or think of someone that they know who is an incredible, incredible listener. And I can always tell because this person is laser focused on me and just intent on understanding and hearing what I have to say. Well, friend, that is really endearing to me. And also think about it. When someone is giving you that kind of attention, it makes you feel pretty important. And so this is where listening begins to take hold and understand as a servant leader, if we're not listening, we're not really serving. We can't hope to understand how to help people, our followers, become freer, wiser, more autonomous, healthier, unless we're listening to what they need and how they interact with us. And that is critical to this first step of servant leadership. And we have a lot of room to grow in this area. I know myself, because even in my business environment, I've found that if a employee comes in, a staff member, and has something to say, well, sometimes I'll have be typing an email or checking my text messages while that person's talking. That's not listening. And what kind of message does it send? Look, you're just not that important. I've got other things to do and try to multitask. And really multitasking and trying to multitask in that way is also ineffective. So now you're half listening and also trying to type or write something at the same time. And it all doesn't work. So what I've started to do is when someone comes in 
I'll actually put my phone away. Or even when I'm at dinner with someone, put the phone away. Don't even leave it on the table. And really begin to hear what they're saying as far as it's important to know. And not only that, give them my undivided visual attention too. And look them in the eye and understand and give them feedback on what they're saying. Maybe even take notes. And what I found is, I mean, it's been so helpful in the relationships I have in the workplace and at home. And sometimes, yeah, I don't have time. I really don't in terms of I've got so much going on. And even at work, we're busiest in the wintertime. And when an employee comes in and I'm working on my workload and I've got to take a a hard stop to help someone, I sometimes will think, oh, shoot, I don't have time for this. Well, that's my fault. Because as a leader, I've got to create enough margin in my day to lead and to serve my people. So it's my fault for taking on more responsibility than I should because the first responsibility of making sure my people are taken care of, it ends up going by the wayside or it ends up becoming reprioritized. So I have to stop what I'm doing. And now even if I get a phone call, and I'm talking with one of my people or I'm having a conversation, I'll just let it go to voicemail. I won't say, excuse me a moment. I need to take this call. Now, of course, every so often, I'll get three or four calls in a row and maybe it's an emergency. But that becomes the exception rather than the norm. So friend, my question for you is, are you practicing listening? Real listening so that you can learn how your people need you, whether it's an employee whether it's a spouse, whether it's one of your children, whether it's a parent, whether it's a member of your community or your social environment, a friend, whether it's listening to God in your faith matters, and even listening to yourself and just taking time to stop and be still and quiet in the moment. Listen to your body, listen to your mind, listen to your spirit, and meditate, pray, Spend time in solitude and listen and clear your mind to refresh and rejuvenate and hear what's going on around you and within you. Friend, I believe that these are game-changing aspects of moving into a position of servant leadership. And what that means is when I'm having a conversation with someone, don't spend most of my time thinking about what I'm going to say next, but truly just listen. Even if you don't have words to respond to because you're listening, gosh, that to me is, it's just gold. In fact, it's what I would call creating and developing relational currency, social capital. Because once people establish that they are important to you and you show how important they are, by the way you demonstrate your attention for them. Wow. That creates relational currency. And relational currency is the most valuable currency on earth. The social capital, it's more valuable than the money you have in the bank. It's more valuable than your cryptocurrency account. It's more valuable than all of the assets combined because the relational currency that we carry will ultimately give a future state that is better than the current one because relationships are at the heart, and I mean the heart of leadership. 
Friends, I hope you enjoyed this. My name is Dr. Nate Sala. This is a call to leadership. Well, my friend, thank you for joining me on this episode of A Call to Leadership. If you've been listening, you've probably heard me talk about our accounting and advisory business. And this show was actually born out of that business, those relationships. I found that entrepreneurs and professionals were missing aspects of their leadership that fed into their bottom line and helped their businesses be successful. So I'm so thankful that I've had all those years in that area to feed into this. And the truth is that so many people still need accounting and advisory help and they don't know where to go. If you're in that place where you feel, oh my goodness, my tax person or my accountant, I can't find them, or maybe the service wasn't up to my expectations, do not despair. I'll leave how you can find us in the show notes, and one of my team members can do some discovery and help you along your journey. You're not alone, my friend. You always have help. I'm Dr. Nate Sala. Can't wait to see you on the next show, A Call to Leadership.